what is up, everybody? Uh, thanks for checking out another episode of the Baba Core podcast. Uh, we're just going to be here uh, chewing the fat, talking shit. Uh, today, I'm sitting down with a local artist, comedian, musician, uh, Javier Bazadula. Holy crap, you got the name right. Nobody yeah. ever gets it right. I always, I would, I would always, when I wrote it down, too, I would always put the D and the Z, like switch those places. How would that even sound? I don't know. Badalzuza? No, well you you put this you put two Z's instead of one D. Anyway, I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it. Uh, thanks for coming down, man. Thanks for uh, doing the podcast. Dude, thanks for having me, man. You've had a lot of really funny comics on, and uh, glad to uh, join. Yeah, well, it's fun. Like the whole purpose of this was to like talk to like musicians, you know, artists. I had like some like uh, painters on here and stuff. But just reaching out to, to comics, that's the easiest, man, because like, you're just dealing with one person's schedule. So you're a comedian and a musician, so I was like, fuck yeah, like that, covering two grounds that I'd like to cover, you know? So Well, I'm, uh, I'm kind of like uh, a semi-decent comedian and a bad musician. I just started about a year ago, but uh, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So you said you've been doing uh, comedy for uh, seven years or something like well, that? Well, I started in the year 2007, 2007. and... Um, I was uh, getting work, you know, pretty like early in my career and stuff, and then uh, kind of got burnt out for a couple of years. I uh, had a little bit of uh, addiction issues I had to sort out. Yeah. And um, I, it was up until my uh, good friend Tommy Munoz uh, passed away that I kind of just got the fire like lit under me again, just because, uh, you know, he was like a big mentor to me, and uh, having him pass was just. Um, I don't know, it kind of just made me like, realize that I was like, wasting my life just not even doing comedy. And uh, just because for a number of years, man, after like, you know, getting addicted to things, you kind of just want to stay at home and yeah. like, not be in trouble. Yeah, and uh, you know, just kind of avoid everything that got you in trouble before. But now I feel I'm at the point uh, in my recovery where uh, I'm way more stable. And I, I got back, so I've been back at it for about three years, uh, back on the comedy, and um, about... A year after starting comedy, um, again, I, uh, I started making this music with mm-hmm. my friend at uh, the RTE Studios, my friend Nick Pacheo. Mm-hmm. He used to be in this band called Eggshan that was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know about MIG, uh, the Hooligan Boys. They were a huge rap group like mm-hmm. in the southwest, southeast side and all that. Um, so that was a good friend of my friend Nick's. And uh, he was a big hip-hop guy, and Nick was kind of a rocker, but this uh, man, MIG... He was just a supporter of just local music, and, like, there are tons of people that he just, like, um, when he had his funeral, like, it stopped traffic on the south side just because there were so many people just, oh, wow. like, involved in his funeral and stuff. And uh, they, they would work a lot with um, Bone Thugs and Harmony and stuff. Okay. So they were, like, pretty much the standard opener for whenever they would come to town. So um, it's been weird. I've had, like, a rough couple years with just, like, a lot of loss and stuff and a lot of, like, friends leaving, but... I guess it just happens when you get older, you know, because I started comedy when I was 22. Yeah. Uh, kind of grew up just, you know, being out late at night. And uh, a lot of my formative years were just, you know, having, having a good time, man. Yeah. So um, what, what kind of music are you doing? Like, it's like electronic bass, but like, how would you describe it to somebody? Well, the initial idea was like, uh, I had this idea that, because whenever you do comedy, people come up to you after a show and ask, uh, well, if you're good, they come up and ask uh, if you have a CD of something. Uh-huh. So I always wanted to like have a CD, but an actual music CD, so it wouldn't even be my jokes. Yeah. And like, it, as kind of like a, not like a fuck you, but just like, you know, a little joke in itself. Yeah. So that's where the idea started from. 
And um, as I started making, uh, as soon as I made my first song uh, with my friend uh, Nick, we knocked it out in like one day. And um, it was like a concept song where I have two characters and it's kind of like a hip hop song. Mm -hmm. And um, after doing that, I just kind of got addicted to just being in the studio and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, Richard, like RTE Studios is amazing. If anybody's looking to do any recording, I highly suggest uh, looking them up. They, uh, They help with... The beats, um, everything, they'll help you start to finish, and uh, they're good people down there, and I owe them the world just because had I, it feels like everything I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. the music thing, mm-hmm. as well as it being comedy, you know? Yeah. I actually had my first show at Paper Tiger about uh, three weeks ago, uh, where it was like straight up music. Like I started my show with like three minutes of comedy, mm-hmm. and a lot of jokes about like Kurt Cobain and... Uh, just some really dark jokes, and yeah. then I do like twenty minutes of music, and uh, it was my first time having like a huge, like or like a big performance at a music spot where it wasn't a comedy show. So, oh yeah, uh, just doing that would felt like one of the greatest moments of my life. Your first show was at Paper Tiger. My first like show as a musician, Your musician, act. because I'd been uh, integrating it into my act. I would open with a a, jo- uh, a song and then end uh, close with the song uh-huh. uh, recently, and it, it, that had been working. So I kind of took the blueprints from that and then just built like a twenty minute act with music, and um, again with uh, my friend Nick uh, Pacheo, just going like beyond like everything and just helping me out massively, like yeah. Also for my music, um, I've been working a lot with this artist, local artist named Maro de la Tierra. Mm-hmm. He's a, he used to uh, be a graffiti artist. Now he's getting more into fine art and stuff. I actually have a show with them coming up this Saturday called Black Sheep okay. on Instagram. Uh, if you could put a couple underscores and then BLK, a couple more underscores, uh, Sheep, uh, you'll be able to find it. And uh, I've just been trying to like think outside of the box and do stuff locally just because I love this city so much. And uh, I don't have any gas money to go anywhere else. So, yeah. <laughs> Where, where's that show going to be at? That will be at the Movement Gallery on Saturday at eight o'clock. Uh, I have some involvement in it, but I really can't speak too much. But oh, it's okay. going to be a music thing, oh, okay. and um, yeah, just a lot of great local artists that, um, and also artists from New Braunfels. That um, these young cats are really amazing. Just um, I like to be involved with them just because they show me. Because I started comedy at a time where the internet wasn't a big thing and you just had to be a really good comic. Yeah. So over the years with just all the social media and just overnight successes, I mean, uh, it's good for them, but uh, I'm kind of horrible at the internet. So yeah. I'm just slowly like learning. And um, with this music project, I say like it's going to take another three more months to get it where I want it to like push it majorly. But uh, I'm trying to take respect to the music because I'm a huge fan of music. So I'm not just like making fun of music i'm actually trying to learn the keyboard and like learn piano and uh it's a really weird thing at the age 33 to just be starting a band like i should have been doing this at 16 oh you know? so you're just learning it now like you're just learning all the processes now like right all, like oh, okay along with my my friend nick has been really great uh he's been able to decipher what i say in the studio because uh he allows me to have some kind of input in the beat making process yeah but he's just such a whiz that like uh i, I could t- i could show him for example i showed him uh, john lennon's mother uh-huh. you know that song uh-huh. um i showed him that song and in a matter of seconds he created something that wasn't like a ripoff but it was inspired, inspired by, it. by it, yeah right and uh it was it turned out to be a song about me um because the John Lennon song is about how he hates his mother, I guess, and my song is about how I love my parents uh-huh. and me being the piece of shit. 
So um, just kind of a, a take on that. Yeah. Like people ask what the music is, and I'm like, it's not Weird Al. It's like original-ish music, but it's heavily influenced by like punk rock, hip hop, like just stuff that I love, mm-hmm. and um, it's been really interesting. Yeah. So do you do you have that CD yet, or do you just have a couple of tracks that you have online? I have two tracks online right now, and um, the idea is that. The ones uh, on iTunes and Spotify with the white background are going to follow a storyline, and the ones with the back background are just kind of like uh, standalone. Mm-hmm. But um, at the beginning of the year, my cat uh, died, <laughs> yeah. so like that kind of like killed me on the inside. Like I don't have children, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like 33, so it was like the closest thing I have to a kid. Yeah. And if you actually look on uh, the album art to the song Levels on iTunes. Uh, my awesome artist like painted in my cat into the thing, and uh, oh, yeah. which was a very cool surprise. And I'm really blessed to be working with uh, everybody that's involved with this: Maro de la Tierra, Richard Thurman, uh, Nick Shan. Like uh, I can't say enough about these awesome dudes. Yeah. And uh, Travis, uh, my, my friend Travis J. Reyes is on the the track because um, like the first track, uh, "Awake," is supposed to be a ripoff of uh, a Kid Cudi intro from his first album, "Man on the Moon." Mm-hmm. Um, and on on that CD, he has a narrator at the end of like a couple of the songs and Travis is kind of like my narrator in this whole thing and uh, he's an epic comic on his own and he has an album coming out too on iTunes uh, Travis J. Reyes be sure to look out for him he's amazing and I love him yeah um, but I also have a <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the majority of the talking nah here. man that's what it's all about like it's just so people can learn more about you so I can learn more about you and stuff and if I have a questions I'll interrupt you can but I yeah, ask you like a deep question so I can like take a, a breath sure if you want me to talk I'll go, I, go I would it. love for you okay go uh, for it how many tattoos you got, bro? Uh, one, two, three, four. Which five. one was the mistake? Which is the one that you? The wish- one that I on my leg. <laughs> what is it? It's some bullshit thing, and I had to I had to do two different sessions of it. It's it was supposed to be like the. Uh, like the plasma thing. Like, I got this done back The plasma then. thing? What, you mean like the plasma center? Yeah. And uh, she fucked it up the first time. It was at Dandyland. I don't mind calling them out. I forget. I think her name was Brandy. I don't know her last name, but she was working at Dandyland. Uh, and she fucked it up the first time. So I had to go back, and I said, like, I, you need to fix this. Uh, so I had to do another session that was four hours, and she still got it all fucked up. And... Uh, yeah, that's that's my. I'm, I'm embarrassed by that. Everybody's like, "Oh, is that a snake? What what the fuck is it?" I was like, "The drawing looked." Does it make you good. not want to wear shorts? Do you wear pants most of the time because nah, of that? Okay, I've, nah, I just I just hate it. I how many hate. tattoos do you think I got? How many tattoos do you, do you like? I'll say twelve. Zero. Zero. Zero tattoos. Okay. Fear of commitment. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah. I mean, like, do if you ask me, do, do I regret any of them? Okay, I wouldn't say I regret them, but like, there's some that I'm just I don't like it. But uh, but that one's my most embarrassing one. But I mean, fear of commitment. I get that, but at the same time, it it tells a story. Like I I know where I was at at that time in my life when I got it done. You know what I mean? Right. So it helps me remember. It. Like even though I don't like it, I don't regret it because it was like, and it's stupid too. But it was like me saying like I could deal with with pain if it's something that I want, even though it wasn't. It didn't turn out how I wanted wanted to. Like it made me learn something about myself, even if it's like a trivial thing to anybody else. Mm-hmm. To me, it, it proved to me like oh, I could I could, you know, go through something painful if it's if I see it's gonna be re- rewarding. At the same time, though, it wasn't as rewarding because it didn't turn out the way I wanted. 
but at the same time, it's still an accomplishment. And there's a whole story too, like about how you went back to the chick and then you accomplished getting yeah. her getting a brandy to show up twice. Jesus yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brandy's a flakes. Uh, <laughs> that one was. And then when I went, when because of course they tell you like, oh, come back for touch up any time. And uh, it was I don't think it was before I moved, uh, but I had came back. And I was like, oh, I need to get this touched up, fixed, whatever you call it. Oh, she's not here. She works in Austin now. Which tattoo studio was, wait, which tattoo is from the dirtiest tattoo studio you went to? Uh, this one right here, the the Roman numerals that I got. Um, I don't remember. It's in the Deco district. I don't remember what it was Honest called. Charlie's? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, used, I live right by there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know. So, uh... I don't want to get into why because I don't remember the guy, so I don't want to throw that whole shop under the bus. Right. Well, they're not there anymore, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so me and my wife have the the matching matching uh, tattoo, right? And uh, so I went first, and then my wife sat down to set up. And even though she is my wife, he he wasn't gonna reset anything. He was gonna use all the same needles, all the same stuff. Ugh. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you're not gonna, you're not gonna switch, Whoa. you're not gonna switch that out. And he's like, I thought you were married. Like, what the fuck? Wow. I was like, yeah, I get that. I see what he's saying, but I see what you you're know what saying. I mean? like, yeah. You, you, I'm still paying you full price. What if you're don't, don't do any, don't cut any corners and shit. And just for the sake of it, you know, I'm signing a paper that's saying that I witnessed you do this process from start to finish. Don't, don't. You have to sign paperwork for a tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, that, you don't have any. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to sign paperwork that, that. As he said, you don't have any. He looked at me like a small child. And, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just weird. Like, oh, you don't know how this story works? <laughs> but yeah, that was sketchy as fuck. And then it, it, hers looks better than mine, I guess, but uh, it looks. It looks bad. It looks like I got it done like in somebody's kitchen. Nothing or survives in that fucking Deco District little area. Like fucking, they could have a pussy and weed store, and it would just go out of business in like three weeks. That little stretch, nothing survives there. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and then, I, I I haven't got a tattoo done in a while because people they seem so bothered by it. Tattoo artists, like I get this, obviously something you don't know about, but they seem like this is like their job. But then you go like, oh, can you put this on me? And they're like. Yeah, I guess you know whatever. Wow, you know what I mean? Like it's like I'm gonna pay you. Is money. that is that something that they themselves draw up, or is that so, like when you go to them with an idea already and they're they're like uh, the ones that I do like? Um, fuck, I can't remember the tattoo shop, but this last one that I got was done by Aaron Casas. He he does uh, he shirts. He sets up on First Friday and stuff, and like he did a really good job with that one. And I gave him an, an idea about what I wanted, and then he fucking like put his own spin on it. And it looks really good. I really like it. Um, and if I do get any more work done, I'll, I'll go to him. And he's like, every time I see him, he's like, when are you going to come back? When are you going you know, to come back? And I just don't have extra money to throw out for tattoos and stuff. But uh, And plus, my wife wants to get tattoos done. And she, I can't get any more tattoos until she gets more tattoos, you know. Uh, was that the personal question you wanted to ask? Dude, it gave me a lot of time to breathe, man. There was, oh. I was trying to jump back in, but you were not having it. You were like, I am talking about these tattoos. and uh, Well, nobody asked me about my tattoos. It's so weird. And like, I, like, actually, when you said that, I looked, I was like, oh, yeah, I do have tattoos. Because it's been so long, I forget about them. <laughs> and uh, like, the one I don't like is covered up, and I really fucking hate it. Everybody's like, oh, is it a snake? I'm just like, yeah, it's a fucking snake. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but back to you, man. So... <laughs> Uh, we were trying to schedule this thing. I, I hit you up, and we were trying to see what the, the perfect day would be and all this stuff. And you were busy this weekend, right? You said that you were working on a, a music video. Right. That right? didn't come to fruition just uh, because the 
this awesome video director is named The Wizard, uh, Fuzz Wizards on um, Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, he's going to be the one that I'm working with for the video, but he's the one that's doing all the videos for The Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. So that show's coming up on Saturday, and um, we just decided to push it off just because we're both like super busy with stuff. Oh, okay. And scheduling with anything with me is ridiculous because I'll forget what day you're asking me about. So yeah. like, um, I have a lot of uh, stuff happening. Uh, I also have this card room show at River City Card Room. There's now legal gambling. Did you know about this? No. There are legal card rooms in Texas um, for, the, for the fucking meantime, for, for right now. And my friend um, owns this place called River City Card Room. And we have a comedy show out there um, a couple of Wednesdays a month. Um, this one that's going to be happening, not this Wednesday, which is the 15th, I believe. This Wednesday, tomorrow, the yeah. 15th. Okay, so it's going to be on the 22nd. Um, we have Steve Espinosa coming all the way from Corpus. He's a very hilarious comic. And we also have a lot of other fun. Um, but next month, we're going to be changing the show into an actual uh, poker tournament for local comics. Mm-hmm. And um, as, as they get eliminated from the tournament, they'll be doing their sets of comedy. But the audience can come out and like watch. And um, there's a, a $5 fee to get in because you have to be a member of this uh, club. But you can become a member um, anytime when you walk in. And mm-hmm. um, it's really cool. Like If any poker players out there, be sure to check out River City Card Room. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a lot of cool events. And we do comedy out there. And um, next month is going to be a lot of fun. But be sure to check out uh, the 22nd with Steve Espinosa, a very hilarious comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds me a lot of me, just like his growing up, because uh, he's a Mexican that doesn't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he has jokes about it. Uh, I'm trying to learn, but Steve is cool with not speaking in, uh, Spanish, I guess. Yeah, I talk about that too, like not being able to speak Spanish. But it's it's so common, man. Like It's just our, our generation, I guess. <clears throat> Like, my, my parents didn't teach us because they would always use it to talk shit, like, argue in front of us, like, in the car and shit when we're in the back, back seat. Really? What, what, um, what were their names? Who? Your parents. Mom and dad? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, because my name is Javier, and my parents were named John and Diane, you know? You know, it's like a different generation thing. Oh, like, okay, They okay. grew up, like, having to, you know, speak yeah. English. And- well, uh, Patrick, I'm named after my father and Irma, but, I mean, they're, they're third generation, so they they knew it, but it wasn't really like spoken heavily in, in our house unless they were arguing or talking shit about somebody. My father was like, uh, his father came from Mexico and started some taxidermy company here and had like ten kids or nine kids. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they were all John, Susie. There was a couple like Refugia. That's mm-hmm. a good name thrown yeah. in there. Hiomara. But uh, when I, he was actually originally named uh, Juan Antonio. Uh-huh. When he went to school, there was like an, too many, I guess, Juan Antonio's, and they changed him to John Anthony, <laughs> oh, and yeah. they legally changed his name to John Anthony. And like, um, and I don't know. My parents always had us involved in the arts. Like the Guadalupe Theater is a huge part, or the, just the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center is a huge part of me and my sister's life. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you uh, you ever met my sister. She's actually a fire dancer, and she has uh, a belly dancing troupe called uh, what are they called? Zombie Bazaar. Hmm. Um, yeah, my sister Hiomara Basaldua, be sure to check out uh, Gio uh, Zombie Bazaar on Facebook. She has a lot of great events. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like an activist, uh, like um, really into like LGBT rights and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she also um, has another performance that a friend of hers uh, runs. Uh, there's a drag king show mm-hmm. run by a friend of my sister's name, Sir Gio. And um, yeah, her and my sister, or him and my sister, are kind of one and the same, you could say, but mm-hmm. different people. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, my, my folks um, always just had us involved in the arts and um, and they've just always been there for me, especially in my dark times. So all my like art is just because of them and uh, and my sister. Yeah. Just huge moment. Like, and Jackie, too. I can't believe uh, Grupo Animo. Grupo Animo is like a huge part of my life. Yeah, that was crazy. I saw that the, the posting that you did on that, uh, you know, it was like a throwback thing and you showed it like the old, uh, it, I don't know if it was a like, newspaper write-up or like a program or something like that. What you mentioned, like the group of Animo, and I saw my cousin there, and like I was like, oh yeah, I went to a couple of those things. So that's fucking crazy. Like as a kid, I saw you do those plays. Like I said, I think the year I saw you, I was like a freshman, uh, and Jackie, oh, Jackie's my younger cousin. The, the year that you saw me, like uh, I was like my first year, and I wrote this like cheesy ass thing where I like came out and sat on the steps and was talking about. How like Grupo and Animo was like a family and shit. It was like yeah. it was really weak. <laughs> no man, it was it was cool because it was, it was written by kids. I mean, I guess they had like adult supervisors, like uh, producers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing was like it was it was on y'all's back, and then y'all went and y'all performed it, you know, to the public and shit. So it was very impressive that like these kids put on or the kids at that time whatever put on this production. During the summers we would uh, put on like a production that we would perform for 2 weeks in the summer where uh-huh. they would have like the YMCA summer programs and the George Gervin programs would come to come to us and then during the winters uh, we would do a community center tour where we would go to the community centers and uh, perform uh, Teatro Chicano which is like uh, minimal like sets, you know, minimal props, but it's mm. just like uh, kids in black clothes and just acting out the scenes and um, just so many awesome people involved in that that I still see to this day, like Mari Barrera, um, you know, um, Maria Ibarra, um, who else? Uh, Nicolas Valdez, Los Navolatos. You mm. ever see that band? Um, the front man, uh, Nicolas Valdez, is really involved with uh, getting Grupo Animo back off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Riojas is now like the theater manager and like over there at the theater. And like uh, Guadalupe just has like a huge part of my like uh, just who I am. And if you can donate, if anybody's listening that's looking to donate money, donate to the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center. Let's get that place uh, vibrant again. The West Side needs it, man. They need some positivity over there, you know? Mm hmm. That's like, um, but so you you still keep in touch with all these people that you knew with uh, through Grupo Animal, right? Yes, definitely. So that whole thing that you wrote about them being a family, it was kind of true. I mean, if you still keep in touch with them, they're like a family to you. So it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't like as well, lame as you think it was. Well, there was a lot of really epic people in their in their first like edition of that, and then me and Jackie were like kind of like the middle years, and then they kind of started dying off. But mm-hmm. the people from that first um, era, like Nicolas Valdez, are just still out here involved in the community, and it's. Um, uh, it's cool to work with them whenever because I've worked with um, worked with them in plays even after like in my adulthood and mm-hmm. um, the people that are involved in like running the city as far as just keeping it going is are, like amaze me and I, I know I'm lucky to know so many awesome people and especially when um, I had my show at Night Rocker I met so many like local musicians mm-hmm. like um, we could talk about that too like I used to have this show at uh, Night Rocker Live did you ever go to that bar yeah um I they completely a, tore it down. I went to Sancho's the other day, and it was gone. It is gone now. But uh, Roland Fuentes, the night rocker, uh, uh-huh. he, um, he had me, like, uh, we had a comedy show there every Thursday where it was live music and live comedy, like an open mic show. Mm-hmm. And um, it was called Stand Up and Rock, and it ran for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't say it was completely successful, but there's a lot of local comedians, like um, Raul Sanchez, who's, like, mm-hmm. he, start, he did a lot of mics there, and... Uh, he kind of like you could tell that it had an impact on him, like just because uh, 
he just had a different swagger about him and like he he knew how to deal with like just a rough room after that place george george anthony uh mm -hmm. carlton Britt, like so many great comics have like um you know th they were a part of the years that that was there and um by the end of it i actually started running sound and that was kind of like the start to me just like making all these connections with the music people that like are, i'm using now yeah and um also, I have to shout out K23 Art Gallery. They're the ones that gave me my first show at Paper Tiger. Mm -hmm. uh, Glenn and Jem are awesome people just involved in the community and, like, doing stuff. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes it's, like, rough. And sometimes, you know, the shows are, like, dead. They don't make any money. Mm. But, like, uh, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. I like being part of the culture. And I just love having a lot of really cool friends. And uh, it's amazing. Mm. The Guru is another place I have to talk about. It's like a DIY venue on West Commerce. Have you heard of that place? No, is that new? It's a new little um, DIY venue. They have events, uh, BYOB events. Um, uh -huh. They have stuff usually every Friday and every Saturday, but it's um, really cool. DIY spot, uh, 18 and up, BYOB usually, mm. uh, punk rock usually, but they're throwing all kinds of events, and it's right next to the old Malt House, which is torn oh, down okay. like Night Rocker. They tore that place down already? Malt House is down too. Damn, man, that was sad. Yeah, man, the fucking Black Cow. Yeah. Remember the Black Cows, the ice cream and the Coke? Yeah. Jeez. Like, I remember uh, when they said it was going to close down, like, the first story was like a hoax. Right, they're like Malthouse is like, no, we're not closing down. Like that was like a fake, fake news story, whatever. <laughs> and then not even six months later, they're like, oh no, we are closing down, by the way. And then they fucking just shut down. Real wow. Quick. But yeah, man, that because I used to, I kind of lived on the west side for a little bit. When I lived with my grandma for a bit, and like she would always want Malthouse chicken, that chicken family oh, meal. Oh yeah, they shit. have great chicken. The crispiest man. It was oh fucking my god. Delicious. And then Caram's was right there. That place is definitely no more. Yeah. The Dang, they man. filmed Selena there. What the. I haven't been to the West Side in a while. I used to, well, yeah, since my grandma passed a while, I haven't been over there in that area. You're right by the West. It's like three streets that way, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But go get some enchiladas at uh, Oscars or uh, where Oscars. Else? Yeah. Oscars is dope, <laughs> uh, dude. I love uh, TJ's hamburgers, dude. Yeah. A lot of my diet is like Southwest Side or like. There's a lot of good food out there, man. Yeah. I live in a food desert. I live by, like, Tip Top. It's the only thing I can buy me. And, or the, the drive through donut and taco place. Mm. I kind of post a lot of pictures of that place just because it's the only place I don't have to go into and I can get tacos, you know? See, that's what sucks. That's what I love about this about this city and also which is going to kill me is that everything's, like, so it's cheap and it's delicious and shit. But I got to get back on some sort of diet, man. I've been, I've been off a diet for three months already, two months. What are you doing, uh, keto? You got the keto going on? I was doing keto for a while. Yeah, uh, it, it helped, but it just it, it gets so fucking What about boring. intermittent fasting? I did that today. That, yeah, it's good. I did that today. Well, because me and my wife are trying to get back onto it, too. And so she's like, all right, we stop, at, we stop eating at 9.30 when we don't get into like, dinner time and shit. And then she's te like, she texting me. Like, she's like, hey, I'm going to eat something at 3 let's, o'clock. Let's, let's build our intermittent fasting di uh, uh, menu for because you can eat. What, did you do the whole sugar fast beforehand? Uh, Were you sh fast off sugar and fast off carbs? No, I, I cut back sugar before I even started the actual keto. Before we, I, l I learned about it, because I would get like freak out. Like I would load up on sugar if I'm taking like a long drive, like a road trip. Yeah, yeah. And then I would just get like rowdy shakes. Ugh. And uh, and then I would get home and just just pass out. You know, I would eat candy like crazy, and then I would just 
Sour candies and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's the way to go. I mean, that's what, that's that's what it's I like. Ate. They're I covered in bad drugs. It's like they, they got yeah, that little dude. And like my body was like, you know what? You fucking can't do this shit anymore. And I was thirty five, turning thirty five, whatever. And my body was just not not taking it. So I cut back on sugar, sodas, and all that stuff. And it just it wasn't really. You rocking out the Topo Chico or the the yeah. Pinafiel? Yeah, the, the Topo dude. Chico. Especially when I started when I when I tried to stop drinking. Yeah, I would do those the Topo Chicos. Uh, and it's pretty much my thing. Like everybody else has a bottle in their hand, and I have a bottle too. You yeah. Know? So, and that kind of helped. And then when I was doing the keto, I was just drinking uh, like whiskey or vodka, and then just be with with keto and all that stuff. So I my mean, folks, with uh, Topo Chico and all that. My stuff. folks live in Eagle Pass and stuff, and the casino out there is fucking insane because uh, there's a couple uh, times a month where they give you um, coupons for this gas station that they have right outside of it, uh-huh. and the coupons are for gas and also for merchandise. Uh huh. But they give you, like, uh, if you gamble a lot of money, you get a lot of, like, money in gas, like $150 that you have to use within a 24-hour period. So you have to, like, fill whatever cars you have with gas, and then you just have to go buy a bunch of merchandise inside of this store. Uh Uh-huh. So what we do is we just get cases of topo there yeah. because we can they'll, like, sell it to us. And, dude, I feel like a rich man whenever I just have cases of topo just laying around. It's the best. Like they had, they sell it by the case at that Alamo Candy, mm-hmm. uh, by Edison, mm-hmm. and that I would buy those. I buy two cases. You mess with the bucks. grapefruit, not the grapefruit, nah. The, the lime, the, the, lime, the lime one, yeah. But the lime bottles are so the fucking fragile, man. Like I would always like break the tops. Jesus Christ! I guess because they they store them outside and just with the heat and stuff. And then by the time I get in here, put them from in the that fridge. particular place or whatever. Or? Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I, well, I know that's where they store them at when they have them. They really have them now. You have their whole operation down with Alamo Candy. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> Things flying out on them. Well, and then they're about to move too to like an. In, hopefully, they'll store them indoor because uh, it's a big old building. And the Hildebrand one. Yeah, is that where they're moving their? They're moving to, to to Blanco. They're going to be right off of Blanco. I gotta write all this shit down. So I gotta go. big <laughs> yeah, we were just there. We had family in from Dallas, and like every time before they leave, they head back to Dallas. They, we always gotta go to that candy store. Jesus and shit. Christ! Once uh, New Year's, my mom got like a, a case of the the picoso belts or the yeah. spicy ones and shit. Me and my sister, like, we would just be walking by it and just like eating it like it was goddamn water or got whatever you eat a lot of. I don't think anybody eats like we ate so much of that box. Yeah, it was like, no, like it was nothing. Yeah, it was gone by like the tenth, like the whole box of like yeah, six hundred. I could fucking do that shit in one day. I could like just every time I walk by, I just pick it up and eat it and stuff. And, like, it's so horrible. Like, I can't be around bad stuff. I can't. I can't be around bad food, uh, candy, sodas. Alcohol, because I'll fucking if it's there, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna, you know. We're gonna get through this together, man. You're gonna be all right. Oh uh, yeah, I'm all right. I mean, I just I like my wife keeps saying like, oh, we need to get back into it. I was like, okay, we'll stop buying this sweet stuff. You know, like oh, well, stop that's... going to the ice cream truck, lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's trying to get back. What's into up with it, that place good. across the street? What's that Raspa joint? Big Daddy's. They sell like those monster uh, Raspa things. Like those. Are what does that even up. mean? Like they put. Like all the candies that you see at Alamo, uh, Alamo Candy, they they'll stuff them in there, put cut up cucumbers and put some strawberry sauce on there, or like you know, it's like a raspa, but it's all like I can see you getting hungry as you're talking about it. Nah, you know, you I, I don't, I don't do that shit. <laughs> I don't do that shit. Well, I, one, I don't do, I don't like waiting. I, I, you won't, I won't, I will not wait in line for for an ice cream truck. And that place, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was full right Will now. Will you not wait in line for most things? Would you say that about yourself? I'm I'm very impulsive. Like I I need I want it now and stuff. Like I hate shopping online. I don't do a lot of shopping online because uh, if I'm gonna pay it, if you're gonna take my money, I want it something now. You know. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting, and that's always been a thing. I mean, like it, when when I was taking the bus, I couldn't sit and wait for a bus. I would have to like, oh, okay, well, they won't be here for another ten minutes. Let you me cut to the next one, dude. Walk to the next one because I can't sit still. Um, and then there's times where I don't move at all. Like I could spend all day on the couch. Hell and, yeah, and and start at the same spot all day. Yeah, <laughs> waste the whole four hours. I was like, oh, I haven't I haven't moved, you know, I, but. I go from one extreme to to the other, you know. Like I can't stay in the same place if I'm waiting on a bus or if I'm waiting for somebody to show up. I feel like I'm talking to myself over here. This is crazy, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just that's just the problem with the sweet sa- uh, the sweet and sour's. And yeah, man, I have the same problem. That's just a uh, I don't know, man. That's a San Antonio thing because we're not, I mean we're only like what two two years apart. And stuff. Yeah. So I mean that's just that's just how we grew up. Uh, and, another I San think. Antonio thing: seeing somebody and being like, "Nah, that's not them," and then not saying hi to them. I always do that, where I'm like, I do that. A lot because I figure people don't people don't recognize me, so I don't want to call them out. And I'm I'm hoping like okay, we have an agreement. I'm not gonna call you out if you don't call me out and shit like that. If I'm not 100 percent sure, you know, like I don't know. I don't have an example off the bat right now, but like I went to uh, it surprised me the other day or a couple of weeks, I guess. I went to one of Jamal's open mics. PWA, not the PWA, the etc. one that he has at, Ooh, at Beer Depot. Gotcha. And I went and. Uh, you know, I was just at the bar. I was just wasting time. I wasn't going to sign up or nothing. So I just went to go have a drink, waiting for my wife to get off work. And uh, he came up to me and said, hey, man, uh, are you going to go up? And he's only seen me one time. Like, I did the PWA one at Martini Ranch uh, just the once. And he remembered me from that. And that's very, that's rare to me. Like, usually people don't recognize me. Or if they do, they don't go and say, hey, How man, what's up? How long have you been up? doing comedy? Oh, man, I only... I mean, I started in March, but I've only been up like eight times. What's your opening joke, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, right now, and I'm, I'm trying to get rid of it because I think it's pretty hacky already, and I'm getting bored of saying it, uh, is uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so I was really hungover this morning. Gotcha. I think it's funny. It's short and some, sweet. Some Under- people don't. Yeah, just to get into it and stuff. Uh, a little bit too vague. Yeah, some. I mean, you could say, it's you very could hit or miss. It. You could fix it. Yeah, and another problem is like, I don't have the the to research, like the patience to research people. Like, has anybody else said this before? You know what I mean? Like, so I don't want to come off as hacky. It sounds the it sounds too to easy. Is, the best thing to do is the punchline. Find the third punchline. The third punchline. Like you know, like you have. Well, the first one was uh, what you just said. What was it? Uh, uh, I am that's why I have a hangover this morning. So I was really hungover this morning. Uh, second is like, uh, so I found an ashtray in my asshole or something. Then the third one, or no, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just like keep going with it, man. Make it personal. Make, make it, it real. make it more personal, <laughs> man. But yeah, like you have it down under ten words, fucking yeah. That's yeah. I'm still trying. I'm still figuring. Like I don't, like I said, I've only been up like eight times. I've been I go to more uh, open mics than I've been to uh, like up to a mic. Like, I'm still still trying to like figure out like the fundamentals of it. You know all this stuff and. Uh, it's it's fun, but it's very new to me. Like I've always been in. What I always suggest is, uh, where was the first mic you went to? Martini Ranch. That I got up. That's a beautiful mic to go to. Yeah, that's a good mic. That was I'm, the first time going up. Was a Martini mixed Ranch. mic is always better than trying to go to LOL with the high pressure situation. You want to go to low pressure situation. Yeah, I'm, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, you got to go to LOL." You know, fuck the bar mics and stuff. I was like, "Well, I'm, I feel like I feel more comfortable with the bar mics because I feel LOL is like is is like when you're ready to start." taking off with it yeah i'm not i mean i'm just riding shit i'm just going out and it's really just it's it's fun for me and i'm just enjoying that like the small little processes and stuff but like 
I did uh, Oak Hill Taverns this last Wednesday, and I ate a bag of dicks. Oh. And, uh... Was the crowd, like, ready for it? No, the crowd was nice and all that stuff. It was just, like, I got up, I got up kind of late, I guess, and my, my whole problem is, like, I don't, I don't have, like, patches of jokes. I have them, like, start from finish stuff. Like, it's like I'm telling, like, a story and all that shit. After your opening thing, you go into, like, a whole spiel kind of thing? Yeah. Whole, okay. So, if I, if I fuck up or if I skip around or something, like then I'm like pretty much at the end of my, my set or whatever. And so this last time I lost my place and I went to like my fourth joke or something and I was trying to like recover and go back. I was like, oh, nothing makes sense. And I just told, I told Abby like, oh, let's just go ahead and get me off of this thing. And uh, I bounced. Like they only did like four minutes, but I bounced like at three and a half or some shit. Uh, so that wasn't a good feeling. I really wanted like, to try to like recover on that or whatever. But uh, I haven't been back since. Like, I, I usually do the J&O one, but... Um, so that, okay. Let me tell you a funny story about that. Last night was J&O, uh, well, actually not a funny story. So there was a death in the family of the J&O's people, right? Oh, yeah. And um, so we were at this open mic, and we knew something was weird when a fucking bunch of, like, mariachis showed up. And then they went inside J&O's, and, like, uh, me and the three other comics had just gotten there for this open mic. So these three mariachis showed up, and, like, they didn't look too happy, so they go inside... They sat in a circle and, like, I guess, like, uh, they hired some mariachis to, like, you know, help the grieving process. And then we oh, were like, shit. okay, we better not uh, have a bunch of dick jokes and, uh, st- you know, jokes about horrible stuff. So we ended up moving the, the mic to Martini Ranch last minute. Oh, yeah. So and they were uh, able to accommodate us, and it was really awesome. So they, they had the mariachis go to J&O's last night? Like, they were having, like, their grieving session or whatever? Yeah, it yeah. It was insane. Like, and right after, like, we'd all showed up for this mic and stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, I usually go to that one. I did Jokesters a couple times. Those are good mics. Uh, yeah, Jokesters are fun. They just they <laughs> they switch the time. Like they used to be like really late. Like not, they wouldn't start to like nine, and now like they start at seven. Um, and then a couple couple times like they had like book shows, so they were trying to get the open mic over with. So they st- they stopped accepting like people like signing up right at a certain number and shit. So I was just like, oh, I'm just I haven't gone back in a while. It's a cool place. I like that. I like that bar. Just keep at it, man. Um, uh, yeah, dude. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm more interested in like meeting like other comics and stuff. You know, it's, I, that's what's been the fun part of it is like getting to know these people, like their process, like how do they write, how do they. You, you should know, set up at a mic with this too, man. What's that? You should set up at a mic and interview people real quick and stuff, like fucking shotgun. Do 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 do. See, and I, I thought about doing that. Like, I thought about like maybe talking to, to the people at Jokesters and stuff and say like, hey, you know, can I can I just set up somewhere or hit up people like before or after the mic and all that stuff. That'd be cool. But. I'm I'm lazy. I'm lazy. <laughs> Jokesters is right there. It's like uh, well, yeah, but then I gotta haul this stuff. I gotta set up uh, well, and then once you, you just hire a lackey. Once you uh, see, once you <laughs> get, get it like, turn <laughs> get enough like uh, once you have enough ability. Once you got three minutes, you fucking find some dude that has one minute and you make him do all your stuff. Yeah, and then it's just that's how comedy works. You just keep you know. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out like this is my like my the nineteenth episode of the 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 podcast. You know, I'm 19th. still trying to yeah. Still trying to figure out like how I'm gonna do it, like intros or like I don't know, man. Like people say, like some people say, oh, well, maybe you should have segments and like have like a set list of what you want to do. And yeah, that might be fun and you stuff. You should have some music, man. Uh, hit up my friend, uh, you know, Nick, and you could just have a little music to, you know, in between the stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like right now I'm using uh, a friend of mine from from Seattle. Uh, he has a band called Ugly Head. 
Ugly head, <laughs> like yeah. bad head, or like what like, is uh, that? I don't know, like ugly head, like ugly thoughts, ugly. I don't know, ugly head. I never asked him about it, uh, <laughs> but I met him when I was up in Seattle and I toured with him for a bit. And then actually, the the song that I use, I actually play drums uh, on the studio recording of it. Oh wow! So I like I like to use it because it's still like playing some of my music. But would you still have a band? No, man, and that's that's another reason why Let's I start started one. Doing, Let's do it. Well, I play drums. I was trying to learn keyboard too, so I was I was impressed. Like, oh, you're learning keyboard. I got I'm my keyboard, keyboard in the keyboard car. Too. I should have brought it out. <laughs> I'll go grab it inside. Uh, like I started the microcorder. I was trying to sell everything. Like I had like had a loop system. I had the, the you had a looper. Yeah, I was, oh, I was selling it, man. I, I just sold it. Dang it! Uh, but I, I had a, a, a sampler, the SP four hundred four, and uh, and then the microcorder, and I was just like making loops. Doing loops with that and stuff, and getting stuck in that wormhole and just fucking yeah, dude. I know that game. <laughs> oh man, I, w- I would spend eight hours on that shit, and Hell then yeah, I'd be dude. like, um, "Okay, now let me try to do that." Great, again. it's five in the morning. What do I do now? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was it was, it was fucking horrible. That's it's why I'm cool, trying to like, like the, learn like the whole music thing, like but like step by step because I got this. My friend Abby's uh, boyfriend or whatever like uh, fixes keyboards. Abby Ben is like a friend of hers. Yeah. Um, and I went into their house, and the, he's like, he repairs these things, and he was like, he had a forty dollar keyboard, but then he had a four dollar keyboard with you know less functions, and I was like, yeah, I'll go with the four dollar one just because I'm just step by step learning, man. Like yeah. I, I play a melodica, I have like a Glockenspiel that I play too, man. Yeah, and I'm um, just trying to learn music like little by little. Uh, but yeah, that's that's why I switched my attention from like music to to doing these like these county mics and stuff, uh, just because like. Like well, like I said, I don't know if we discussed it on the on our before, but like scheduling, like when I was in a band, just scheduling stuff. You know, if I was available, two guys weren't available, or if they were available, you know, I wasn't available. Just the older that we get, the scheduling is just it just becomes harder and shit. And like, this city does not also like it's so spread out too, man, and everybody's in their own thing in different little pockets that it's yeah. like yeah. And then the rehearsal spot, the rehearsal spot that we had. It was getting more and more expensive, Yeesh. and it, it was getting uh, less. Um, it was getting more sketchy. Um, where were you rehearsing at? Uh, you know where Bentley's is? Yeah, oh, I probably shouldn't say. Off Broadway. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, uh, fuck it. Um, Beep. But um, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Uh, so I, I didn't want to store my drums. You know, just walk by my drums for a while like, while they're collecting dust. So I sold the drum sets. I sold them to a church. And the guy even said, "Hey man, if you ever want to come and just drum with our with our you know church band, you know, come do that." And I was like, "Oh man, yeah, maybe I should. I go to church just to play drums and shit, and then just well out here and there and shit." That's awesome. Uh, I haven't done that though, but um, I've been thinking about getting another drum set and just just fucking around with shit. Like I have a, a FL Studios, so I can make loops on that and then play along with with uh with that on the drums and shit record it through this or play it through this do you have a gmail account uh yes and no i don't know what it is i gotta look at my phone for it but yeah could i send you like uh could i perform one of my songs for you here with the playing it over the microphone here sure if you want we'll get yeah. see how, how, how it turns out yeah man like if, if you have charge because my phone's about to die so i would have to forward it to you um but if we could make that happen that'd be awesome yeah yeah um let me just get to my gmail before this thing dies and thanks a lot for having me, man. This is really awesome, and it's cool to meet like uh, some of Jackie's family in um, this small city, which is good and bad. Because it's just, yeah, it's so crazy. You could when I saw have that. sex with your cousin. No, not your cousin, <laughs> but you know, 
go to a wrong party and somebody has different eye shade on. It's like, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't mean that. <laughs> That's fine, man. Uh, well, you tell you what. You could email it to me and then I'll put it on the tag of this. Uh, so we could wrap it up now if you want, or do you have anything else you want to talk shit about? Um, no, just be sure to check out uh, Bl- uh, Heavy City on Instagram. Like uh, my idea, uh, you know how they have Rip City, or they have there's all these different pe- uh, people that have like dubbed cities names. Yeah. I want San Antonio to be like Heavy City because we're fat and we like metal music, and the Metallica always has a problem coming here because we get too rowdy. So <laughs> you know that's uh, Heavy City is the whole idea behind my Instagram name, and I kind of perform as that. Uh, whenever I do my music stuff. So that's what your music's under Heavy City? Under Heavy City, um, uh, instead of Javier, it's Heavier, Basel Dua. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole alter ego, but it's really just the same guy. Yeah. Like, uh, let me turn into Heavier right now. Hey, now let me turn into Javier. Hey, it's okay. the same guy. Yeah. Um, they're both here with you right now, which is awesome. Two for the price of one. Uh, so yeah, you got your Instagram, and do you do Twitter? Do you do Facebook? I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Facebook under Javi Comedy, but uh, Instagram is more so what I'm focusing on. Uh, Heavy City, also on uh, Snapchat. Um, if you need some penis pictures, um, I got some for you, ladies. No, but yeah, uh, Heavy City, on, Heavy City Comedy on there, and um, please check out my songs on iTunes and Spotify. You can listen for free, and uh, I get five pennies each time or something or one penny i one, forgot how that works one but, penny for each play yeah but if you buy it it's a dollar it's only one dollar um and there's more coming uh just as long as my pets stop dying off <laughs> no but <laughs> there's more music on the way um within the next three months i plan on releasing about four more songs and um it's comedy it's funny it's like my comedy but it's music so um Please be sure to check it out. Heavy City. Also, the Black Sheep uh, Art Show this Saturday at Movement Gallery. River City Card Room uh, on Wednesdays for my comedy show there. Um, the Guru. Uh, everybody. Uh, who else? Just Egg Shan. RTE Studios. Just tons of plugs. Tons of love going out to everybody that helps me uh, be me. I couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you. Cool, man. So, yeah, uh, just send me those tracks, and I'll, I'll add them into the to the tail end of this. And then I'll just perform one song for you guys. It's a song uh, about a new love and an old love at the same time. Do recording by the Cooler Podcast. Here with, here with Patrick Retta. Um, there's a skyline of uh, San Antonio City behind us at this awesome place on South Pesa. Oh, wait, no. We're on Ceballos, Papagayos, across the border where you get the horrors. You order them. Okay, here's the song. This is dedicated to everybody. That's a woman. Hey there. Hey there, you. I know you see me walk into this gas station, kind of look at you every time. You always give me the blunts, the blunts that I want, right when I ask for them. You're the perfect woman for me. Every other dumb cunt doesn't listen. No, not anymore. Now that's I am unemployed Well, I guess I kind of usually am But I have no things to do today And baby, 
When you hand me those swishers Oh, I think I think in my head I'm in no position to love anybody Because I got no job and no house And I live with my parents But maybe you'll just be cool with that or something I have nowhere to lay my hat on It's in the pawn shop I have a car but I may not have the $80 that I owe to Title Max, baby They depend on all our stupid money Hey, hey, hey Oh, this next part is for a little man named Little man named Kawhi Kawhi Leonard But first, we're gonna keep it going, Barbacore Podcast Oh, keep it going Keep it going, Barbacore Keep it going in the streets Keep it going in the sheets That's right I'll always wear my Spurs hat I don't care where Kawhi Leonard plays at Oh, I hate you for saying three words the whole time you were here And now you can write a letter? Huh? What's that all about, man? Remember all the good times? Remember, I remember when you shot the three And then you pass it to Danny Green But now, I gotta stab you both in the spleen Something that'll be really obscene Oh uh. Why don't you love us anymore? Have fun in Canada, motherfucker Oh, uh. that's right What you can do is You can go get yourself a bottle of maple syrup Cover your fucking typewriter in it Whatever you wrote that shit on, Kawhi And... Uh, go fuck yourself, buddy. You and Danny Green and Tony Parker and all the other non-believers. Thank you so much, Barbara Core Podcast. Thank you.